0: Okay. So, Lego Therapy is a structured group intervention designed to help children learn and practice social skills. Um, It has its sort of basis in sort of the fundamentals of play therapy. So, play therapy differs from normal play in that um, the therapist in the, the play therapist... Is helping the child resolve their problems, sort of um, in their resolve their own problems through play, uh, learning about themselves, their relationships with the world around them, in quite a natural, uh, natural way, and way that children learn through play. Uh, So research has shown that for all children, structured cooperative play experiences Mm. support the development of language and thinking skills and inspire, encourage social awareness and success. that's sort of what is behind play therapy and behind uh, Lego therapy. Um, initially developed by uh, neuropsychologist Dan Le Goff, uh, the ideas came to him when he went to his waiting room where he had a number of children with ASC waiting and saw that just having a box of Lego there was naturally bringing children together It's intrinsically motivating, especially for children with ASC. It has a structured system, it has a motivating reward at the end, it's systematic, you know what you're getting with a box of Lego. A lot of children with autism really are drawn to Lego. And the nature of playing with Lego means that people come together, they have to share bricks, they have to talk about what they're building, if you've got a piece and I want a piece, how are we going to resolve that? There's so many ways to sort of address some of the things that our children with autism really find difficult uh, through playing with Lego. Uh, just to mention quickly, not just for children with ASC, so we don't just have children with ASC in our school, we have children with uh, co occurring conditions. Uh, so, children with social learning problems such as anxiety, social adjustment difficulties, childhood abuse, neglect, trauma, social isolations, uh, physical, physical and sensory disabilities, these children are often resistant to participating in group activities, often due to anxiety uh, or unfamiliarity with peer group social situations. Um, this therapy, this intervention was designed largely because of the interest and motivation to parti- uh, motivation sorry motivation to participate shown by these children who may be resistant or aloof in these social situations we're finding that Lego really does appeal to this sort of this sort of not every single one obviously, but largely does appeal to these sorts of children. So uh, what is Lego therapy? So play-based model has talked about. Um, The task of the building of the LEGO, they're not just given a box of LEGO and let's go with it. Um, Their tasks are divided into different interdependent roles uh, so that we're facilitating interaction. It's sort of making interaction a part of the activity, a necessity of the activity. Um, So the aims really are to sort of, uh, I'll just go to this slide, to create a more natural opportunity to practice social skills, social problems, uh, social problem solving, and conflict resolution skills. Um, What we see is that although many children with ASC and other conditions can learn to respond appropriately to social skills exercises in therapy, so when they're in our therapy room, we talked a little bit about this earlier, um, in therapy they can often learn these rules, you know, that's what I need to do, okay, I need to take turns, I need to wait for my turn. That often they can learn. When it gets to actually being in real life, there's generalisation, there's the generalisation of those skills. That's the bit that is really, really difficult. Through setting up this sort of natural play sort of activity, what we're doing is giving the children an opportunity to practice those skills that they might have spent time learning one-to-one with me in a therapy room and giving them an opportunity to practice and develop them themselves. Um, some of the things we're hoping to work on with Lego Therapy, collaboration, joint, atten- joint attention, joint accomplishment, really important one. A lot of our students often haven't ever worked with somebody else and had a really great outcome. There's no motivation, they've not, you know, they've not been positive experiences, they've not really enjoyed that, I'm not probably not going to do it again. When you do Lego and you build it together, at the end you have got something physical there and I find that's often a real big motivator in our Lego activities. Um, sharing, turn-taking, eye contact, gaze following, verbal communication and nonverbal communication. So, a whole range of things, and there's so many things on top of that that you're picking up all So, how does it work? I'll just go through this quickly. So, it, there is a structure behind Lego therapy that is quite specific. I will talk a little bit later about other ways to use Lego, but this is just specifically for the Lego therapy approach. So, you would have typically three members. You can do a little bit of tweaking with that. Um, You have the engineer and architect, this guy. You have your supplier, you have your builder. So, the engineer and the architect holds the plans, tells the supplier which pieces are needed and gives the builder instructions for how to put the plan together. This is the person that's going to be doing most of the verbal communication in that group. Every week, um, well, you try and do this every week. Every week, those roles will change. You have your supplier who has all the bricks, listens to the engineer, follows their instruction and gives the builder the correct bricks. And you have the builder, which is the one that we have arguments about the most. Everybody wants to do this one. Takes the pieces from the supplier, listens to the engineer or architect's instructions and uses the pieces to build the plan. So everybody has their own role. Everybody is an integral part. We can't do it without every single person working together. And also, actually, if you're following a set of instructions from a Lego box and you're doing it in pairs, most children in sort of mainstream schools will tend to sort of almost organise themselves into these roles anyway. All right, I'm going to do these instructions. I'm going to tell you what we're doing. We're just giving these children the structure to begin with. This is our role. So we're there to support the team and ensure they're working together. We are not there to run their group for them. We're there to just guide them. That's sort of one of the sort of fundamental parts of this, is we are not there to say, right, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're gonna say this, then this is how you're gonna do it. We want them to experience this themselves. Our role here as the facilitator, as the director, whatever we're deciding to call it, um, is just to help and to guide the children. So, we want them to learn themselves. We want to point out maybe when there's a little bit of a problem. We don't want to tell them how to fix that problem specifically at that time. We want to maybe give them suggestions. We might find that we need to give them a little bit more support in the early stages of the activities, but really, we want to withdraw that support and start helping them manage their own uh, conflicts, manage their own peer interactions, manage their own problems. So they, Really, that is more meaningful for them. It's more meaningful than me telling them... Oops, sorry. And it's more meaningful when their peers start to tell them, no, actually, that's not the way we do it in this group. That is more meaningful always than me as a therapist telling them. So most LEGO groups follow the same format. So each child learns the rules. That's the really important part of it. So at the beginning of every sort of setup of a group, you'll come up with a set of rules. So I'll just go to the next slide. So it might be that structures must be built together by the group. If you break it, you have to fix it or ask for help. Don't put LEGO bricks in your mouth. Big one. Um, at the end, tidy everything away. So you can really put those rules in to sort of work to develop the sort of areas that you want to develop with those children. And it's also really important that you work with the children to come up with these rules. So we're talking about how do you want to be treated in this group? How do you think this should work? And we're looking for them to come up with their own suggestions. This has to be talked about at the beginning of every session prior to it starting so that they have in mind this is what we're going to do. And that it can be referred to throughout the session as well. Um, So, the whole group decides the project, so just skipping back, the whole group decides a project which is achievable, and the roles rotate each session. So, just as a little side note, as well as working on social skills, you can also put sort of covert targets in there for learning new vocabulary. So, this can be colour, attributes, shapes, features, size, positional language, you know, you're on, you're under... And you can put visuals there as well for the children that might struggle with that. So just a little example, I put place maps out for some of my children that might struggle with some of that vocabulary. Um, or we might have something like this on the wall with prepositions. So we're sort of enforcing that language there as well. Um, the reason we would always have these available is because we don't want the social side to be, uh, the social sort of learning to be held back by some of the language they're missing as well. This in here, because I'm aware that some of you might work in an education setting, this comes from um, this book here, Lego Based Therapy. This is written by Dan de who came up with the, um, the, the intervention. You can come and have a look at this in a bit. But this, if you're going to run this, these sorts of sessions, this has a really useful evaluation, evaluation sheet at the back, so you can record and monitor progress, and that's a really important part of the sessions as well. It is, although it's play for them, it is obviously we are working, going to be working towards targets. This can really structure, uh, structure sort of what you're working towards through that. So come and have a look at this, if you. Just have to use it with Lego bricks. So we've used it with marble runs, Meccano, Bacon, Stickle bricks, anything you can make. Anything that can be instructions, you can apply this this too. So whatever, and like we do do that because obviously we're working with our child's interests. So, um, like we talked a little bit about the ball were you with fans before. We're maybe thinking about trying to incorporate maybe some sort of fan building with the instructions. I don't know how I'm going to write these instructions, but. Uh, so we can really incorporate their interests. I'm not going to go Lego therapy approach that you'd probably see a therapist implementing in schools. Um, that's the sort of thing we have running in school. And in our primary school now, we have that running as part of the timetable for both our primary classes. So that's just there. Every week, they know they do Lego therapy. They've been doing that f- since pretty much the whole of the academic year, and they're not bored of it yet. Every week, they love it. And these are children that don't like working in groups. They don't like working together. They prefer to just sit on their own desk, but putting a box of Lego in front of them, honestly, is like magic. And I do get quite excited about Lego. The other week, I was introduced by a student to one of the new students as the Lego lady. So <laughs> I don't know, I think they think that's all I do. I think it kind of is. Uh, so. so I just want to talk a little bit about how else we can use Lego to develop language, because as I said, that's the traditional Lego therapy that you're probably going to see in schools. This is just some other ideas that we can use at home, we can use in nurseries, we can use in schools. Uh, so Lego barrier games, great for listening, and attention, following instructions. Loads of language stuff we can incorporate in there. So really easy to set up. Two base plates. You don't even need the base plates. Just one person builds a model. You put a box in front of you, something to cover. The other person has to make the same model just by listening to the instructions. Really nice, simple thing to do at home. Uh, the Lego challenge cards. You can actually print loads of these off Pinterest. So. You don't need to spend money, but you can also buy things like the brick-in-it cards. These are really cheap. I think it was about a fiver or something. Loads of these sorts of things. So, you've got challenge cards in here. So, here, we're going to be looking at things like um, attention, being able to follow instructions, being able to follow written verbal instructions, some of them written, some of them pictures. Uh, let's just get to my page. Um, Also really nice for sort of like family games, I think. So sometimes there's children with with ASC and conditions where they might have social problems find it quite difficult to get involved in sort of family games where you've got to sit for a long period of time, you've got to listen, you've all got to sort of concentrate, whereas these can be really short, pick up, you know, I'm going to challenge you, can you do this? And it's just a really nice way to just have a little bit of interaction, a little bit of structured time with your child. Um... Really nice, so making up little stories with Lego. Um, I do this with some of my students. I'm working on sort of narrative, sentence building, uh, putting together sentences, prediction skills. Um, Really nice, just to sort of mention, I know Lego is quite expensive. Um, Wilco blocks, don't know if anyone's ever seen these. This was a pound, and this is a little beauty salon that you can get here. They're so, so cheap. They all fit and mix with Lego as well, but just to, Lego's expensive, so go to Wilco. Uh, So, Narratives, uh, putting together little stories. Also, this can be really nice for sort of talking about a situation maybe that's been difficult, a situation that's happened that day. Oh, well, you don't want to tell me about it. Let's just get some Lego out. Maybe we'll sort of act it out. Um, Really, really nice, for that sort of thing. So I would definitely recommend getting little people if you do decide to get some Lego sets. Uh, social communication. So, there's some products already out there from Lego. So, you've got your Lego minifigure, Speech Bubbles. So, you can buy a little Lego men that come with Speech Bubbles. You can do some role-playing of conversations there. You can write little different scenarios. Even sort of, you know, your, your everyday living stuff, right? We're going into the shop. What are we going to say first? Okay, let's act this out of the Lego. Take pictures on your phone. Let them scroll through it. That's a really nice little resource. Um, sort of using your Lego men again. I've done this for... Um, Non-verbal skills. So, if we're looking at sort of attention, how does it show that you're showing that you're paying attention? That's what we've got here. So, we've got a little man demonstrating these eyes aren't looking, a little man whose arms in the air, and a man who is looking. And we're going to discuss that with the child. Which one do you think is listening? Really, it's a task that we could do with a piece of paper, but for some reason we turn it into Lego, and it's fun. So, (laughs) um, and social stories. Some of you probably you probably are familiar with social stories. We can use Lego in that too, so we can actually get the child involved in building their own social story. So, like I said earlier, talking about the, the stories and, you know, putting little things together, build their own social story, get their own Lego pieces, take photographs, do videos. Um, we can also do comic strip conversations if they're into sort of that sort of thing. We can do that with Lego. And even just having a box of Lego and sitting down and just sort of even if you're not building the same thing just allowing them allowing you in their space allowing you to share that set of bricks you know we don't have to start up here just starting right down there that box of lego allows so many of those early sort of like builds like social activities to just happen quite naturally it's just quite a magical tool really